0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me again. Sorry it's been so long since I've been back live. Here we are. What I'm going to do today is a tribute to the most crooked politician to ever run for the presidency, Hillary Rotten Clinton. Yeah, this should be this should be her, her big week, you know, DNC convention. This is when, you know, you get bump in the polls, everybody starts to talk about how cool you are, and none of that is happening. It's like rain on your wedding day. And we will celebrate that. Before I do that, I just want to tell you that uh, A Billion Lives is doing their premiere coming up on Saturday, August 6th at 7 o'clock in Milwaukee. I'm going to post a link and some more information in the replay notes, but just want to let you all know that they're having their big premiere. You should go see it. Okay, so uh, it's been a good month. It's been a very, very good month. Trump's lead over Clinton. Just hit seven points and rising in the University of Southern California poll. There are a half a dozen or more polls that all put Clinton behind Trump at this point. He is rolling and she is falling. And he still yet has to spend one dollar. He hasn't spent one dollar presidential uh, advertisement commercial. She spent $60 million. That $60 million versus $0 has resulted in a 20-point surge for Trump. It's happening. He's drawn even or ahead in nearly all of the big swing states, even in some traditionally blue states. He's taking big leads, for example. In New Hampshire, a state that's been uh, voted Democrat in every presidential election since 1992, save one, Trump is up nine points in New Hampshire. This is It's been a very, very good month for Trump. Some things change, but some things stay the same, for better or for worse. Something that writes to stay the same is more bombshells from WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks has promised more leaks that will decimate Clinton and the Democrats. Julian Assange does not bluff, and he always delivers the goods. That is more of the same, and that is good. Now, terrorism is now nearly a daily event. Just yesterday, Muslims executed a priest right in front of his church, slitting his throat and letting him bleed out in front of his entire congregation. These attacks are becoming more brutal and frequent. For the past three months, there has been a terrorist attack every 84 hours. But you got to put these things in per- into perspective from the political prism. Sometimes, most you know, there's a, there's no question these terrorist attacks are helping Trump's campaign. They're hurting Hillary, and that's because people see, or at least people perceive, that he is serious about radical Islamic terrorism, and that Clinton refuses to even mention the term. I'm not happy about the rampant terrorism. I'm just stating a fact, and the fact is that it hurts Hillary. Thanks. To WikiLeaks, we now know what we always suspected but never had actual concrete proof of. We do now. We now have proof that the Democrats rigged the primaries for Clinton over Sanders. We learned through WikiLeaks that, that Clinton and the DNC have total control over the media. We saw emails where writers were even checking drafts on their stories with the DNC before they even check the drafts with their editors. It's amazing. We even know that the DNC was using racism and religion to turn voters away from Bernie Sanders. Now the Sanders voters will not vote for Clinton. Some will. I don't suspect very many. Most I don't think will. Who could blame them? They got totally sold out and totally disrespected. Some will vote for Trump and some will stay home in November. But I think this year, a big factor is going to be the third-party vote, largely because of this issue. Poll numbers for both Gary Johnson, the Libertarian, and Jill Stein from the Green Party are way up. This is actually double good news. Research shows that both Johnson and Stein are pulling significantly more from Hillary than from Trump. This is to be expected for Jill Stein, but a lot of people used to think that libertarians always just pull from the Republicans. Not true in this case. Johnson is pulling more Clinton voters, pulling, pulling more support from Clinton voters than from Trump voters. This is good. It's also good that these parties, particularly the Libertarian Party, have a very good chance of hitting 5% of the popular vote in the general election. This is a huge deal, as it totally changes the game in terms of ballot access and federal election funding. We do deserve real third-party choices in elections, and if it comes while hurting Hillary, all the better. So Sanders' supporters were outraged by the DNC email links, and rightly so. It proves, without any shadow of a doubt whatsoever, that the system was rigged against him from the very start, and WikiLeaks... We'll still have more. In other polling news, now a super majority of Americans think that Hillary is a completely dishonest and untrustworthy person. I don't know where those other 28% of people are. I don't know how it's not 90%, but whatever. It's 70% at this point. The needle continues to move towards Trump every single day. Day. This, this week, was supposed to be a big media week for Hillary. The Democratic National Convention is her shining moment to be in the press and make big gains in the polls. Instead, it's like rain on her wedding day. You can't find anyone to say anything good about Hillary. Their default position, at least today, is Trump is telling the Russians to hack us over Hillary's missing emails. This is the best they can do. And they don't even realize this is helping Trump. Nobody cares who did the hack. Whoever did didn't force them to write those horrible racist and anti-Jewish comments in their emails and then try to use those factors to push Sanders out. Which, eventually, happened. Nobody cares if it was the Russians or the Chinese or whoever it was. Or t- honestly, nobody's even talking about who the most likely person is for a leak. The most likely person is somebody who's in the DNC who was watching these emails and was fucking disgusted by them, and rightly so. Then he could just open up a Tor browser and dump everything to WikiLeaks. So that, that's the most. That's the easiest explanation is that there's actually at least one moral, sane person in that organization that thought this was disgusting. Make no mistake. Hillary is going to lose. But that's not good enough for me. I want more. I want her to lose in total disgrace. I want her to be made A complete laughing stock, not just in the United States, but all around the world. Hillary already represents dishonesty and fraud. I want it so that her name is also synonymous with abject failure. The more severely Hillary gets crushed, the more that social justice bullshit, political correctness, and corruption will die with her campaign. Don't think that we're going to let up when we're up a dozen points or more in the polls next month. No, no, no. We're going for Reagan-Mondale numbers this year, folks. When you have your opponent by the neck, squeeze. The Democrats shit on our porch and told us it's chocolate. Guess what? Now we're going to fuck your wife and burn your house down. You know what's going to be interesting? Yeah, let me the DNC will be... The, the convention will be over tomorrow. Hillary will big, give her big speech. She'll be paying very close attention to that and what she's saying. And then the polls will be out by, uh, you know, sometime next week. Early next week, mid-next week, mid, week, something like that. I don't know of, a, of an example... Where after a convention, Democrat or Republican, I don't know of an example where a candidate actually goes down in the polls. It might happen this year, and it's because she doesn't know what she's doing. And it's okay that she doesn't know what she's doing, but she has all the money in the world to hire the right experts, and they clearly don't know what they're doing either. It's almost unfathomable, but it's true. It's so simple. What she has to do now, anyone who just looks at the polls knows what she needs. She needs undecided voters, and more specifically, undecided male voters. She cannot win without them. If you are a male watching this convention, there's a pretty good chance that your balls are getting sucked up. and t- it's, it's likely that your testosterone level is dropping as you watch this convention. Because it's all about everyone except white men. The demographic she so, so needs to win this. There's a concept in, in sales called stop selling when it's sold. Once the salesperson is reasonably convinced that the customer is sold and is ready to buy the product, stop selling. Because at that point, all you're doing is you, 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 you're not increasing the chances that you're going to sell your product. But you might screw up and say something that gives the customer a second thought and they'll reconsider. This is the number one thing that salespeople do that's wrong, and but the number one thing that no good salesman ever does. Stop selling when it's sold. This entire convention so far has been a sales pitch that America can really have a woman as president. I think you could make the case of that Oh, You might have been able to make the case of that four years ago when Hillary was against Obama. I think a lot of people know at this point, and she was the big favorite back then too. I think people realize at this point probably the only reason she lost to Obama was because he was black and he was a better salesperson. Obama understands the concept of stopping the sale or stop stopping selling once it's sold because he had a big he had a big pitch to make he had a big glass ceiling himself he had to convince people that it was possible for a black man to be president in america there came a point during the campaign where all of the polling and all of the research suggested that the american people accepted this and at that point he stopped selling on that issue he'd bring it up occasionally but it wasn't like a big thrust he just he stopped selling that issue because it was already sold so to an undecided male voter what you're seeing when you watch this convention is you're seeing a celebration that your role as a white male in society is now permanently diminished Based on what I know about the the human body and the way that our thoughts regulate our hormones, the Democratic National Convention is probably lowering testosterone levels all over the country, like literally, not figuratively. And since testosterone is a feel-good chemical for men, I think that the Democratic Convention is making men feel less happy. They might not understand that and might not be conscious but they know that they feel less happy and they will start to assimilate their low feelings with whatever they are looking at when it happens. Or, in other words, whenever they're looking at Hillary Clinton. Now, Hillary tried to put this off a little bit by she, I mean, somebody apparently knew that she needed undecided white male voters, so she picked. Uh, Tim Kaine, who is a white male and who is more conservative than Hillary. So those are two good strategies. Those are two good selling points, I should say. But the problem is, number one, nobody really knows what his policies are. I mean, political insiders do. But they were going to vote for Hillary anyway. So it doesn't help there. Now, it does help with Virginia. He's from Virginia. He's not especially popular but it's an important state. And uh, just a week before Hillary picked Kane, he was, um, I'm sorry, uh, Trump was, yeah, no, Trump was leading Hillary in Virginia by one point. So she needed to do something about this. And that, you know, that will probably work, or at least it will help. I know he's not especially, Kane is not especially popular in Virginia, but it, It will probably help a little bit. I don't know if it'll help a lot. It'll help a little bit. I think there were better Democrats in Virginia. She could have picked. And the main reason why is because if you look at Tim Kaine, you are looking at a beta male. The guy is just, he just looks so soft and doughy and weak. And when men look at him next to Hillary, they're looking at her White House boy, her little bitch that's going to be subservient to her for the next eight years. Like I said before, the self-confidence and the ego of white males in this country is at an all-time low. And this is thanks to social justice and all the other bullshit that, dem- that the Democrats that have been pushing. They're literally running on a campaign of white men are bad. And then they line up all the speakers of every other race nationality, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and uh, of course, a bunch of women. And then you look at Tim Kaine. He puts a face to that movie that they've been selling us for the past. Well, Hillary's been selling it for the past year, but social justice has been selling it for the last decade. And it worked up into a point, up into a point where white men actually noticed. Because up until this point, <laughs> up until fairly recently, they kind of didn't notice it. And then they started to notice, Hey, how come all these politicians and celebrities in particular and activists, they're allowed to be like completely sexist and racist against white males. And not only does nobody say anything, it's, it's totally accepted. It's totally acceptable in society today to publicly humiliate white men and nobody bats an eye during trump's campaign during the the republican primaries every time almost almost every time almost every state he would be ahead of the polls by x amount behind the polls x amount whatever the polls would be where they you know they'd be where they'd be and they'd be you know usually they're within a couple percent of being accurate plus or minus right And almost every time there was this like seven to eight point push in Trump's favor and they couldn't figure it out. What it is, is it's the white men who will not talk about their public support for Donald Donald Trump. They won't talk about it publicly because they're afraid. They're afraid of being ridiculed. They're afraid of being made the, the the butt of jokes or they're afraid of being targeted by harassment or or humiliation by their peers who buy into the social justice bullshit. Every primary, these just this seven to eight percent that came out of nowhere. That's who it is. There was even there was even um some public opinion polling place they did a they did a scientific study on this what they did was they would ask men to fill out an online poll on who they would support now people have this idea that when they're online and they you know they get a poll they can click on it and they are offered anonymity that is true to a certain extent but not as much as it's not totally true but it's true to a certain extent that when you have an online poll, you can click and, you know, and that's that. Those same men were then given phone calls where someone would ask them who they support. And by a huge margin, those same men who said that they would support Donald Trump on an online poll, when they got a phone call, they, would, they said that they wouldn't. Because actually talking to a human being on the telephone is all the realness that is needed to deliver the message that oh okay now you're you're actually talking to somebody you're actually now they they didn't consciously think well I might I might get in trouble for this I might I might be ridiculed by this just the sound of a human voice was enough to to make them say no I, I would not support Trump. These are the voters who will deliver the election for a landslide in Trump. And Hillary has done nothing to entice them, nothing to convince them, nothing to control them, to cajole them. All she did was pick a white male who looks like the JV coach of the girls' soccer team to be her running mate, someone who they do not want to see for the eight years. Be your little bitch. Now, I didn't pull this clip, so uh, pardon me if it doesn't play immediately. I'd like to play at least some of Lena Dunham and America Ferrara's speech at the DNC. Now, if you don't know who... um, Is that a real name? America Ferrara? I don't know. Anyway, I have no idea who she is, but if you don't know who Lena Dunham is... Uh, she's a cunt with a sometimes funny TV show. So, let's see if we can play some of this here.
1: Hi, I'm Lena Dunham, and according to Donald Trump, my body is
2: probably like a two. And I'm America Ferreira, and according to Donald Trump, I'm probably a rapist. But America, you're not Mexican. And President Obama isn't Kenyan, Lena, but that doesn't stop Donald. No. We know what you're
1: all thinking. Why should you care what some television celebrity has to say about
2: politics? And we feel the same way. But he is the Republican nominee, so we need to talk about him.
1: is that this man would have you believe that our differences are more important than what unites us. When
2: we know that the truth is that this country was founded on the belief that what sets us apart, race, language, religion, sexual orientation, should not dissolve what binds us. Which is why we're proud to say,
1: We're We're with with Hillary. Hillary.
0: You feel your ball shrinking?
2: I am the proud child of Honduran immigrants. I am profoundly grateful for the access and opportunity that exists in this extraordinary nation. I was educated in public schools. My talents were nurtured through public arts programs. And you know what? Occasionally, I needed a free meal to get through the school day.
1: I am a pro choice feminist sexual assault survivor with a chronic reproductive illness. Donald Trump and his party think I should be punished for exercising my constitutional rights. His rhetoric about women takes us back to a time when we were meant to be beautiful and silent. Meanwhile, 22 years ago, Hillary Clinton declared that women's rights are human rights. And she made it possible for my fellow sexual assault survivors in my home state of New York to have access to safe immediate care in any emergency room. (laughs) Hillary knows that access and opportunity are the American promise, not transphobia, Islamophobia, xenophobia, and systemic racism. So
2: to everyone here tonight and out there watching at home, Here is your chance to join Team Hillary. Do you want
1: equal pay for equal work? Yes. The right to make decisions about your own body? Yes. Paid family leave? Yes. As Hillary Clinton says, deal us in.
2: 7246, and we will make you a card-carrying member of this
0: team. Speaking of card-carrying, Forcefully- I forgot to pull that. for the, I'll, I'll get the tweet for the replay notes. Hillary actually issued a woman card. Literally, like her supporters could get a woman card. She doesn't know what she's doing. Having two twats like this go up and, and, and twaddle on about all listen they made a couple of a couple of points that are important. I, I, I get I get the reproductive rights thing. other than that it's a couple of entitled millennia, millennials just saying everything that every undecided white male voter does not want to hear. You know one thing they mentioned in their speech was they mentioned systemic racism. So they're saying that there is systemic racism and sexism in American culture. How does that make undecided white men feel? Because 999 out of 1,000 of them are not racist. But they're being pegged as being racist just because of the gender they were born with and the color of their skin. They don't like that. And they don't want to hear about it for the next eight years. Speaking further to systemic racism and sexism, look no further than the DNC email leaks to see that it exists there and that they actually use it to sway votes. This is supposed to be her parade. This is supposed to be her wedding day. And it's going horribly, horribly wrong. You know, one smart thing that they did was they didn't put, at least on the, uh, let's see. Yeah, no, the first couple, the the first day, they didn't have a single American flag on stage or anywhere else visible. That's smart. Because everyone knows that at this point, Donald Trump, and they, Trump owns the, the, uh, the American flag. Anytime, anyone, he put out, I don't know how many there were up there. There must have been 50 flags when he came out. Anytime someone sees the American flag at this point, they think of Trump. That's good free advertising. Now I understand yesterday that they put they put a couple flags up, you know flanking the stage, but you couldn't even see him on camera when people were speaking. It was a joke. Total disgrace. You know what? What really surprised me about that. Now I knew. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, I knew she was going to step down after the WikiLeak. There was no someone, someone's head had a role. And she's at the top. So she's responsible for all this nonsense they were doing. So she was fired, and then they put someone else up. Who even knows who that was? And then she was fired and replaced with someone else. They literally, in one day, on a Sunday, had three different people as a head of the DNC. That shows you the the state of disarray in the DNC at this point. But, you know, this the same minute, literally the same minute that Wasserman Schultz was fired from the DNC, she was hired by Hillary's campaign, literally in the same breath. This makes no fucking sense. And it shows how much in bed they were. It's almost like Hillary... I mean, there's no other explanation. She could have waited a week. Just wait until the convention's over. And maybe some people would forget about it or or whatever. Wait one week or two, God forbid. But no. Immediately hired on Hillary's staff, that's a promotion. Hillary is saying to the world in quite a brazen manner at that, that if you help Lie, cheat, and steal for me. You get a promotion. I'll give her that. I'll give her that. She, that she's got no shame in her game. None at all. Okay. I will say one more good thing that whoever, I mean, whoever's in charge of this, I'm not sure, I guess it's Soros at the end of the day, but one good thing that has been happening for the Democrats is that these Black Lives Matter people, they, someone has really reeled them in big time. Or as as I guess Hillary would say from her speech 20 years ago, someone has brought them to heel, to use her words. Because they were on the on TV, they were in the news every day. They were shutting down highways, blocking ambulances, killing police officers, all sorts of shit. And they were looking terrible. And even after that, even after, standby. Even after the massacres of police in Baton Rouge and Dallas, Obama during a, during a memorial for the officers. In Dallas, started talking about how we need to do more for, you know, police accountability and all this stuff with, uh, you know, killing black people. Listen, you guys know I've been talking about this for four years. I didn't make it a racial issue. I made it an issue as it was a police abuse issue. But Obama took that opportunity, while the bodies were still warm, to make it into a race issue. Hillary did the same thing. The next day, she spoke in front of the NAACP and said, we need to bring these cops to to, to learn how to not shoot black men. Listen, as far as Obama's concerned, he could have made that speech. He could have made it the same day. But you don't make it on that stage during a memorial for dead cops. You don't do that. Do it later. Literally, I mean, you could literally do it the same day. Just make it a new speech. You got the Biggest megaphone in the Western Hemisphere. Just do it a few hours later. They can't help themselves. I don't know how many law enforcement officers there are in America. I I don't know what the number is. I would guess that they are voting 99% of them are going to vote for Trump. And maybe I guess that she knows she's lost all of them. I I don't know. Maybe she's doubling down. But like I said before, they're being pulled back. The Black Lives Matter people are being pulled back. You don't see them anymore. I haven't really seen them. You didn't see them at all during the Republican National Convention. But I thought that was because there were so many cops. They brought in cops from six different states to go to the RNC. And then you had all those crazy open carry people, right? Crazy, right? Nobody got shot. Nobody got hurt. So it was, a, it was a, by and large, a totally peaceful convention. I mean, you saw what happened at, at Trump rallies back in California, all over the place. You know, people get fucked up. People were being hunted, literally, by these people. You didn't see it all during the RNC. I really thought that you were going to see them out at the DNC, and I haven't really checked the news much today, but I didn't see much of any of them on Monday or Tuesday someone very smart you know put them in a corner somewhere because listen there's plenty of access to philadelphia it's close to new york baltimore dc and get there from up 995 offers uh i-95 gives you a lot of access to a lot of different cities no they're not anywhere So, so if i could give them one good you know you did something right You told these Black Lives Matter people to hide under a rock, and that's a good idea. Between now and... So what do we got? We got um, August, September, and October. So there's three months left. What do you think the chances are that there isn't one of two of the following? Either one, another cop gets shot or seriously injured. Or two, what might even be worse, is God forbid another black cop person gets shot by a cop and then these people come out and they have another riot like they did in ferguson or baltimore all of this helps trump and one or both of those things is going to happen unfortunately and everybody knows at this point trump is the law and order candidate hillary is with the anti-police people and just like every terrorist attack helps Trump, every race-related period of chaos helps Trump. People are scared. They they are seeing this shit on TV every day. One candidate is talking about it. One candidate is either going on the side of the anti-police people or refuses to talk about the terrorism at all. Blacks, Hispanics, and Jews are... And have been the cornerstone of DNC voters, of uh, Democrat voters for the past 30, 40 years. Do you think any of them might be insulted by what they saw in the WikiLeaks? Yeah, I, I think so. It's a it is a, it is a valid question whether or not they'll actually do something about it in the ballot box. I guess we'll see. One thing I do notice, though, is that the Sanders voters have suddenly began using Trump slogans, slogans that people started chanting during the RNC in Ohio are now being chanted by Sanders voters in Philadelphia. You saw on the floor when uh, Chris Christie gave his speech, he could barely get through his speech because people kept chanting, lock her up. Lock her up. What do you see in Philadelphia? Bernie Sanders supporters on the streets. Lock her up. Lock her up. Trump had coined the the, the phrase, this is a rigged election. What do you hear every Sanders complaining about? The fact that the Democratic primaries were rigged. 4-D chess. Another thing that, that dropped this week another piece of media that dropped this week was the one hour video called clinton cash now i watched this when it when it came out here's the thing you know no trump supporter needs convincing at this point, and no hillary supporter they're they're 2 they're all in at this point and the cognitive dissonance would be so great they won't even watch it guaranteed they won't even watch it so it doesn't matter that the pro-Hillary people refuse to watch this and it doesn't matter that a lot of the pro-Trump people will what matters is how do we get those undecided people to watch this video because it is so damning it is I mean listen i I follow Hillary I, I I see what she does I see what she's been up to for a while but a lot of the topics in this film particularly her selling out 20% of our uranium product to the Russians in exchange for hundreds of millions of dollars i didn't know about that i missed it and you know what shame on me cuz this has been covered in the mainstream media this has actually been covered in the new york in the new york times this really happened uranium to the russians for money and she's making a big deal or the media is making a big deal over trump trump making an offhand comment about the russians should s- send their <laughs> send their email send the deleted hillary emails to the press you sold out a fifth of our uranium you crazy fucking psycho bitch. and the other thing that really got me in that documentary was what what they did in, in the haiti they I mean it was her she was taking the lead as secretary of state to try to get thing you know try to help this country they it was a complete devastation after the after the earthquake billions and billions of dollars from all over the world coming in in humanitarian aid that were hijacked by Clinton and sold out to businesses and oligarchs who had no intention of helping the Haitian people and they were they were not given the help that they not only deserved, but earned through the good will of so many people. This was hijacked by the Clintons. That film is extremely powerful. And I know it's been watched a lot. I just, I just question who's watching it. Whoever can figure out a way to get undecided voters to watch that movie, I mean, that's just going to keep moving the needle. Again, I don't even think, and I, at this point, I really don't even think it's necessary. Once those debates start, you're going to see, well, there's two things that are going to happen. Number one, the debates between Clinton and Trump will be the highest rated debates in the history of American politics. And the debates between Trump, I'm sorry, between Pence and Kane will be the lowest rated ever. I mean, n- nobody's, I don't think I'm watching those. Nobody's watching those. But the debate between the the debates between Hillary and Trump. There's, I I can tell you one thing, what's going to happen. Trump is going to destroy her. I think what you're going to see, I'll just go on record here. I think you're going to see, number one, Hillary's going to cancel at least two of them. And she's going to try to keep the number of them down as much as possible. But she's going to cancel because of health reasons or or some reasons. She's just going to cancel. Um, I also think that you are going to see an announcement in mid to late October that Bill Clinton has some sort of terminal illness. I think, I mean, he's not looking so good. He might have it now for all I know. He might not even have it at all. And when they announce it in October, he might not either, but listen, either way, he's not looking so great. It, It wouldn't be so hard to believe. She is going to need something because by October she may be looking at 20 points to overcome. She's going to have to do something. They can only cheat so much. You can cheat two points, three points, maybe. That's hard. Not that I'd put anything past them. But you can't cheat 20 points. Those days are long over. So we keep the pressure on. They're doing us a whole lot of favors at this point, but we keep the pressure on. And when you, when you talk to somebody and they talk about how they want to support Hillary, make it a moral issue. The fact that it's flat out immoral to support her at this point, and that doesn't mean try to get them to vote for Trump. We don't need that. We just need them not to vote for Hillary. We have two great options for them. Tell them about Jill Stein. Tell them about Gary Johnson. It doesn't matter if they vote for them. It just matters that they don't vote for Hillary. They can stay home. That's fine. But a better thing to do is give them two options, two moral choices that they can make. If you can get across to them that it's actually immoral to vote about Clinton, they probably already believe that about Trump, so you're not going to get them to vote for Trump, You're giving them two options so that when they step into that ballot box, they're not even looking at Hillary or Donald. They're looking, now they have a choice between Jill and Gary. That's all we need. The next few months are going to be interesting. I do predict that it'll start to be looking like a landslide once those debates start. There is no way that Clinton can compete with Trump in a debate. I know one thing that's going to happen for sure. Trump has a loud, deep, blusterous voice. He is going to take every opportunity that he can to cut off Clinton and talk over her. Not nice. Effective strategy? Yes. Hillary only has two gears in her voice. She has normal speaking voice And then when she raises her voice, it becomes this shrill knife that cuts right through your balls. It is, oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard times a thousand to men. It reminds them of their wife screaming at them when they came home late because they drank too much the night before. If men are, I don't even know if married men are allowed to do that anymore or they didn't take out the trash or wash the dishes or change the baby's diaper or whatever it is that shrill voice I wouldn't even I wouldn't even hazard a chance at doing an impersonation of her doing that because it, it nobody could do it better than her you can't even mock it it is so shrill and that is her only that when she raises her voice that's the only thing that happens she's only got two gears and she's just going to get destroyed i didn't know that it would come this early i didn't know that the landslide would start this soon but make no mistake this bitch is going down her entire life has been leading up to this point this is what she played this is what she paid played for and paid for a lot of people played for it right from the time that she was uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas, supporting Bill Clinton's campaign. This was her vision. She is patient. She has waited all this time for this very moment. And we are going to take it away from her. We are going to embarrass her. We are going to humiliate her. Full stop. You're going down, bitch.